You know how people are often unhappy with themselves or don't experience joy every day? We create tools and resources that help you learn how to love who you are so you can feel joy and live life to the fullest. Hi, I'm Abigail, which you should already know, and welcome to the third season of the Live Passionately podcast. On this season, we're going to be talking about manifesting, manifesting goals, manifesting a vision of life, and really manifesting that inner joy. I've set up some really interesting interviews with some really interesting people that I cannot wait to share with you throughout this season of the Live Passionately podcast. Let's start taking those steps to the life that we want and living life with full passion. This is the Live Passionately podcast. I'd like to welcome to the podcast registered health and functional nutrition coach Renee Roberts. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So to introduce yourself to our listeners, I would like you to introduce yourself on your outlook on health and nutrition. So as, as you mentioned, I'm a functional uh, nutrition coach. I also like to call myself a vitality coach because I do focus on Um, with people who have trouble sleeping and also who have low energy throughout the day. Uh, So I also work with mainly people over 40 years old because I'm in that age bracket. And I think as we age, um, things change for us. And what used to work in the past doesn't really work for us anymore as we get older. So uh, yeah, I like to, to help people through that through that phase and figure out what we can do. So I just find that health in itself is ever evolving as we get older. So, yeah. So we're going to jump right in since our podcast series is very compact uh, episodes, but with a lot of information. So I want to start off by kind of clarifying for our listeners, the difference between a good habit and a poor habit. So the way I see it is a good habit is going to be small um, and you, you want to be able to easily achieve it. Um, for example, uh, you know, something you can do every day that isn't, you know, overwhelming. For example, since I focus on sleep, go to bed at the same time every night. It's something that's easy to do. It could be hard for some people, but it's easy to do and it's something you can do every day. If you want a habit to stick, you should do it for at least three weeks. So it has to be something you can commit to for at least three weeks. So don't get anything, you know, too, too overwhelming. Like I'm going to start a whole new workout routine and do it every day, or I'm going to run every day. Well, maybe it's a little too big, start small. So that's, I think that's the difference between a good habit. A bad habit would probably be trying to say, I'm going to run 5k every day. You know, <laughs> maybe set some more achievable goals for yourself. So, yeah. I definitely find myself too in the loop when it comes to habits. I'm really big on habits now, but in the past, I was, my sleep schedule was all over the place, my workout schedule was all over the place. And I found the worst, the worst thing that I did when it came to habits is I would go into the fridge and I would be like, oh, I'm just going to have a cookie. And then I would have lots of cookies. 
And then I would feel guilty that I had the cookie. And then I'd be like, well, screw it. I'm just going to eat the whole box of cookies. And so then it kind of like just kept rotating in this bad habit cycle until I was finally able to reach to the good habit and focus on the good habit every day to get out. Awesome. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. It's easier said than done, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can habits help us regain our energy and feel more alive during the day? Okay. So like I mentioned, I do focus on sleep and uh, energy. So I always start with you know, developing a good bedtime routine is a good example of, of keeping energy. Because if you have a good bedtime routine, it sets you up for a better quality sleep, which means you would wake with more energy. So as I mentioned before, going, you know, going to bed the same time every morning, every night, and then waking up at the same time every morning, even on the weekends, that's something good that you can do that your body, our bodies like routine. They like, they like that. They need that. So if you can set yourself a routine like that, that really helps. Um, another thing is around nutrition. There are so many habits around nutrition that you can help to boost your energy or boost your metabolism. Um, for example, ditching diets. Like don't, don't reduce calories so low that your body goes into starvation mode because it just Hmm. your energy drops because your body is trying to conserve all the calories it's getting. Um, and then habit around movement and exercise is another good, good way to kind of get active and boost our energy. Um, it doesn't have to be something like, like I said, running 5k a day. Um, you can do little things every day just to get out and move the, the whole Fitbit, um, you know, theory where do your 10,000 steps a day. That's a perfect Example, you don't have to do 10. If you start out, you're only doing 3000 steps a day, maybe up it to 4000 steps, do mm. that for a while, then and try to get more. So those are some examples of how you could, you know, small habits to, to gain some energy. I want to uh, kind of not add on but grab on to one of the things you were talking about when it comes to calorie restriction. So I'm a very observational person. And I just kind of like to sit in a staff room and just kind of watch people and watch you know, what habits they have, or I don't know why this is a thing that I do, but it happens to be a thing that I do. But I have noticed that a lot of our population doesn't eat enough. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because usually, well, especially you know, in society, we always say, oh, we're eating too much, we're eating too much, we're eating too much. But when you just observe people, I find that we're not eating enough. So could you explain to our listeners a little bit when it comes to having that energy and how important it is to put in those calories in our body? Because I feel like we do have a little bit, our society has a little bit of eating disorder behavior around calories when really we should be eating more, not eating less. Yes, exactly. I think it all starts, well, at least for people in my age group, it all started probably in the 80s when you had those buns of steel um, workouts, you know, Jane Fonda, for those of you that are a little bit older. Um, yeah, I mean, back in the day, I remember I did this. I remember going on, you know, wanting to diet and the, the actual rule was eat 1000 to 1200,000 or 12,000, 1200 calories a day, Sorry, not 12,000. That would be ridiculous. Um, but a thousand to 1200 calories a day, um, back in the day, that's when I look back on that now being in, you know, functional nutrition, it's crazy to even think about that. It's almost double what we need. 
like 2000 calories is probably what we need. I mean, that's a Mm. generalization, but, um, so if you really cut your calories in half, yeah, I think in the four, like in the beginning, you will, you'll notice some results, but what happens is, like I said before, our bodies will start grabbing onto anything, um, and keeping like grabbing any calories that we actually get and hold on to them. And, our metabolism slows down, we end up getting sluggish and tired, and then we don't want to do anything, we don't want to go out and exercise. And then we feel like, okay, well, I'm tired, so I'm going to grab some caffeine, or I'm going to, you know, you know, try to eat a little bit more and perk myself up. But what happens is then you start doing that, and you end up on this roller coaster almost, whereas Mm. some days you're getting very little calories, other days you're getting more your body doesn't know what to do. So it just holds on to everything. So it's, it's quite interesting. And when I, you know, I network a lot in the coaching circles and I hear a lot about this where, you know, people are coaching people who are just so scared to go over that calorie limit because they were told that's how you have to lose weight. And it's true. I mean, it comes down to calories in versus calories out, but there's a certain point where, you know, it gets a little dangerous so yeah yeah and then you add on i think the problem too is that you add on some people just want to go out and do a lot of cardio so you know lower your intake caloric intake go out and you know run every day and you're taking away all those calories it's just you're harming your body and you're setting your body up for just holding on and it it takes a long time to reverse that so when you do finally figure out okay i do need to go into a higher calorie count, they call it reverse dieting, you know, but you need to do it little by little. You can't go and start eating 2000 calories right, right away when your body's used to 1200 calories. So it's quite interesting. And that's, and that's what we do as coaches is to help people go through that and say, okay, let's, um, let's, let's figure this out. Let's help you get to a good point And and take it from there. And it's a long process. It's not something that's going to happen overnight. And that's the way you're successful at it too. Yeah. And what you're saying, it really, it hits me on a very personal note. When I was in high school, I had an eating disorder because those, the people that everyone said we were supposed to be were the people like Paris Hilton who have very petite body frames. Like it's just, that's how they were born. Just very petite. I'm not a petite person, but I got petite. And so I re- I did this at first as I, when I was reflecting back, it was like, oh, it was just eating disordered behavior. And then when I talked to my therapist, it was like, oh no, like we, we have a really dangerous problem here. And it's interesting now that I'm out of that, seeing all these behaviors and how common they are. And it is really scary to know that our, our world is scared, like you said, is scared to eat more. Mm-hmm. than this idea of 1200 calories because this idea of 1200 calories is still out there yeah and it just it blows my mind i know it's it is <laughs> it, it's crazy and it's it's funny it not funny but it's amazing when you can get people to change and actually eat more good quality food and enjoy their food and the pounds start coming off because mm-hmm. first of all they're not stressing their bodies they're not stressed in their mind they're enjoying what they're eating. 
they're eating more, they're keeping their energy levels, there's no blood sugar roller coaster. There's all kinds of things that happen when you can get somebody on the right path for sure. And it's great to see. Absolutely. Hmm. Do you have any like stellar foods, like foods that you would incorporate in your daily snacks or your lunches that really do have a boosting energy effect? I know sugar is not one of them. No, no, no. Well, not refined sugar. I mean, you can have fruit and stuff. I mean, that, that, that's is okay. But um, to be honest, it's not really, I don't, I'm not one this, I'm not personally a snacker through the day. But um, one thing I do recommend is that you do have all your, you know, your macros with every meal. You need to have a good protein, a good fat and carbohydrate with your meals. Um, because it, first of all, it'll satisfy you. It'll, it'll keep, and it'll keep you going. It'll give you the energy. So I find for me, um, I mean, carbs are, our bodies, they, they want, if you're going to go work out, carbs are what, what your body wants for that. Um, so, but I find it's all in moderation, you know? So mm -hmm. for me personally, I like having, um, apple with peanut butter, apple with almond butter. If you're going to have a sugar, like, like an apple, make sure you pair it with, uh, a protein or a fat, which peanut butter is both a protein and a fat. So, um, that way you're, you're keeping your blood sugar level you're getting a little energy spike and it, and it keeps you um, satisfied as well because you got the protein and the fat. So, yeah. I didn't know all that. That's my go-to snack, but now I'm really happy that that's my go-to oh, snack. I love <laughs> apples with nut butters. Ah, oh, so good. It's my go-to. I, I have like a fridge full of nut butters and my partner, he's always like, why do we need so many nut butters? Don't they all taste the same? And I'm like, no, they don't. Not at all. Have you ever tried the seed butters, like pumpkin seed butters? Yes. Our seed? Yeah. They're awesome too. Yeah. <laughs> so to almost close our short little interview here, in your experience, how have you seen the incorporation of the good habits that we've talked about, the nutrition habits, the exercise habits, the sleep habits? How have you seen that in the change or the reset of your own clients? Well, you know, Habits are so important. I mean, I think that's that's the key. Um, and I do a couple, I have a couple 21 day programs. I always have everything that's at least 21 days because that's where you get your habits to stick. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of good things that anybody can do right off, right away, regardless if they want to lose weight or gain energy. Um, like number one, make sure you get enough water, stay hydrated through the day. The general rule of thumb is take your weight in pounds and divide it in half make that and then make that ounces and that should be the minimum of what you're drinking that's a general rule mm. of thumb because it also fills you up when you drink water throughout the day you're not going to grab for other snacks um the other thing is ditching sugar reading labels and ditching the sugar especially the hidden sugars um and along that lines refined food as well uh i think just cutting out that stuff cooking home versus eating out like try to cook at home more often versus eating out things like that there is tons of, you see tons of changes just for, you know, doing that kind of stuff. Um, you mentioned earlier that you, um, you will go to the refrigerator and you, you want to grab something and you can't stop. One of the things I have people, my uh, clients do is if they feel the urge to snack, I have a little um, journal prompt that I tell them before you go and grab that snack out of the pantry or out of the refrigerator, 
ask yourself a few questions. So, you know, what am I doing right now? Like right in this moment? And what is cueing my hunger? And then you want to ask yourself, is there something I want to avoid or I'm procrastinating doing or I want to distract myself away from? And then what I really want right now is blank. And what I'm choosing for my choosing to honor my body is blank. So if you have that journal prompt, it really helps people, you know, because I think a lot of people, especially now, um, you know, with, you know, the pandemic, people are at home more often. It's so easy to walk the 20 feet to the fridge because they want to break, you know, whether, you know, if you're in an office and you want to break, you can just go walk to the washroom or walk around the floor or walk, you know, into the lobby outside, whatever. But when you're at home, it's, it's a little different. So you walk right to your kitchen and grab food. And so I think those are a few things that people can do uh, to just see some results right away. It's not a lot, actually. I mean, you just have to start somewhere. And that's what I always say is start somewhere, start small, and set reasonable goals for yourself and hold yourself accountable. I always say that too. Yeah, absolutely. So at the end of the interviews this season, I'm asking a little challenge question to close up. Describe your manifestation or your way of goal setting and your outlook on life in three words. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Outlook on life in three words. Uh, Three words. That's hard. Because I I do have a saying, but it's more than three words. But I'm going to say it because it's some of the words are small. Self-care equals self-respect. I've learned that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I've learned that. I've heard that recently. Not so recent now. But ever since I've heard that, I'm like, I love that. Because I think we need to actually, above and beyond anything else, if you, and I've seen this with people that I work with, if if you're not ready to commit to something, um, you won't follow through on it. So you need to absolutely yourself and that I consider as part of self care. And I would say that counts as three words. Cause there's some hyphens in there. <laughs> self care. And so it's a, it's a hyphen. It's a hyphen word. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was a really great episode and I've learned a lot and I'm sure the listeners have learned a lot. And I really appreciate you coming on here to teach us a little bit about habits. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. The Live Passionately Podcast is an independent podcast hosted and produced by myself, Abigail Dawn, with royalty-free music, A Good Life by Dark Fantasy Studios. I want to thank all of my listeners, subscribers, and followers. Remember, if you liked this episode or like our podcast as a whole, to rate and review on Spotify and Apple, we love hearing your feedback and we love hearing how we can help you. You can also share the podcast or the podcast episode by taking a screenshot and posting on social media. Don't forget to tag me in it at Miss Abigail Dawn because I love watching our community grow and watching our community become even more passionate. Remember to always live passionately and we will see each other on the next episode of the podcast.